Are you feeling like it's finally time to break free from trauma and the drama of a past relationship? Do you find yourself searching for scriptures and sermons for ways to heal from past pain and forgive those who gave it? Are you hoping that someday you'll finally have the clarity you need to move on with your life? Well, you have found the right place. In this podcast, you're going to find clarity, sis. You're going to gain confidence. You're going to find new strength. And that's all going to be done through scripture, tips, resources, and coaching so that you can start to live a more fulfilling life. Grab your journal, sis. Let's get to work. What's up, Radical Community? Shell here, and we are back with another episode slash video slash little bit of coaching session for you this week, and we're going to hop right into it, okay? We're going to get right to it. This week's topic is for the person who is saying, man, I really want to learn how to make God a part of every part of my life. Not just some things, not just what I perceive to be the main things, not just when things are going wrong, but I want to make him a part of every goal in every area, right, of my life. This episode is for the person that's saying, man, I'm feeling this tug to really walk this thing out for real, for real. I feel like I've been on this seesaw where one minute I feel like I'm going strong. The next week I feel like I'm doing something that I regret or continuing to engage in something that I know deep down is not pleasing to the Lord. So if that's you, uh, today we're going to spend some time looking at some scriptures that were transformative for me when I was coming to know the Lord for real, for real, so that they can really ground us in truth and we can self-examine with sobriety on where we stand in relationship to where we want to be, because that's what coaching is all about, right? It's all about getting us from, uh, helping us to navigate that in between from where we are to where we're trying to go and abandoning lives of stagnation. And so before I do that, um, quick plug, we do Bible study on the first Tuesday of every month. And so when you're listening to this episode, this is probably actually coming out on the day that we're doing Bible study that is done via Facebook or YouTube live. So you can head over to our YouTube channel, a radical relationship, and you can catch us there. Or you can um, hop into our Facebook group so you get the link for when I'm going live from my personal page, Shell Odom. So if you're struggling in consistency with your relationship with God, that's a good place to start. So just tap in with these monthly Bible studies, get you some good word, get you some good questions to take back, to be ruminating on. And then we also on the second Tuesday do uh, live prayer calls in our Facebook group our Facebook group, you can go to www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash a radical community to tap in with us. So those are just a couple good ways just to start really tapping in, really um, strengthening that consistency muscle and just starting to engage in ways that are going to prove to be helpful in getting you on the right track as we pursue God more. And so with that, let's get into it. First off, let me just say, been there, done that. Okay. So if you are someone who feels like you are 
very inconsistent in your relationship with God, been there, done that. The reason that I can speak to this is because I've been that person. I was that person who grew up in church and knew right from wrong, knew the law, you know, new parts of the Bible, but my life wasn't looking like that. Right. Um, and I went through that season in college where I was living my best life and all of the things. And I kept having that tug to say, mm, this ain't, this don't feel right. And honestly, that really didn't start until the end of college. And I think there was just something about that seasonal shift that, you know, this, this college season was coming to an end. It had come to an end, what seemed like really fast. And I was just like, okay, so now that that's over, what am I supposed to be doing now? And then I started to get back to the to my roots. And that's when all of those seeds that have been planted from me being a young girl were not were now starting to take real effect. And I was really starting to question what was I doing with my life? Because now that playtime was over <laughs> in college, I had to start getting real and I had to start getting honest. And so that sent me into this place of of prayer that really said, man, God, make me a real Christian. Like, I don't want to be out here just, mm -mm, some, some is really this, this little gnat. Okay. <laughs> it tries to come for me and I don't play like that. But yeah, so I started to pray these prayers that said like, Lord, make me a real Christian. I, I see all these people out here that feel like they, they look like they're just so much more on fire for you than I feel like I am. Where's this gap? <laughs> Help me to fill the gap. And I started, you know, just getting back to some of those things that I knew to to be right, you know, and that I knew I should be putting into practice. And man, God really showed up and he met me in ways that I wouldn't have even thought it to be orchestrated that way <laughs> or thought it to have to happen like that. But he did. He met me. He answered my prayer. He transformed my life. And so when you see people out here really living this thing out, know that like that's possible for you too. Those things are not unattainable. It's just that they've encountered God in a way, right? That has just solidified them. And you can have that too. And God wants you to have that. And there's so many testimonies, you know, of men and women just like yourself who have come over to the other side and have abandoned this seesaw kind of relationship with God. And they just tapped in. And we want you to be tapped in too if you're not. So if you're feeling that nudge, I want to share a few scriptures, like I mentioned, that uh, opened my eyes, even being someone who was churched and grew up in the church. And the hope is that it's going to plant the right seeds in your heart as well. So um, we're going to be diving into some scriptures here. Uh, and I think we're going to be in Matthew the entire time. So if you want to hit pause, grab your Bible and come back, that'd be great. And if you are um, mature in Christ, a mature, more mature disciple in Christ who you don't feel like you're doing this seesaw type of thing, this is going to be a really good refresher for you um, and some good um, nuggets to be able to continue to share with anyone that you might be reaching out to or trying to help get over um, the fence as well. So first is Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. And I'm reading through the, out of the New Living Translation. 
And the title of it in my Bible says true disciples. And it says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. And so the first question is, do you know the will of the father? The, the first way to get to know the will of the father is going to be through scripture. You can't, pro- you can't properly discern your proximity to his will and whether or not you really in that thing or you outside of that thing, if you don't even know what it is, right? And so reality check, you know, don't just be in proximity to his will, actually be in his will. Don't mistake checking the right boxes for being in his will. Allow scripture, allow the Holy Spirit and wise counsel to really confirm this. Don't go off your own knowledge, right? That was a huge part of my story that I needed the women who were willing to sit down with me and wrestle with me and expose me to scripture to show me where I was going wrong. And I had to be open to that. Don't go off your favorite YouTube or Instagram preacher. (laughs) Go back and fact check for yourself. Go back and read it for yourself. It hits different to be consuming the words for yourself um, with your eyes than to just be listening to it and, and someone else giving their take on it. Right. Like allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you personally, because all of us who are out here doing ministry online, we can only speak broadly. And that's another reason why coaching is so beneficial is because when you sign up for a coaching relationship, we can really get into the nitty gritty of your situation without knowing the context, you know, the Holy Spirit got to do the work (laughs) when it's just you and him. So know this for yourself. Um, He says here on judgment day, many will say to me, look at the things that we did. We prophesied, we cast out demons, we perform many miracles. And so they're focused on, it's interesting here because these people are focused on the works that they did, the outward things, but they're not focused on the heart. And he's going to say, I don't know you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. So it's so interesting that these people are coming to him saying, look at the things that we did. But he's saying, you're actually people who broke God's law, you know? So, so clearly there was a disconnect between what they were actually doing for God and how they were actually living their lives. And you don't want to be that person. You want to be someone whose life lines up with the things that you're doing. It ain't enough to just be showing up to church. What does your life look like every other day of the week? It ain't enough to just be consuming the content on Instagram and YouTube and listening to your favorite preacher. How are you actually living? How are you actually allowing the Bible to transform the way that you live, the way that you think, the way that you move, the way that you forgive, right? So that's one of those heavy hitters that's like, listen to me, stop with all of the look at what I did. Where's the fruit? How are you actually living? And so with that, we'll go over to Matthew uh, 7, 
uh, move up a bit to verses 13 through 14. And it says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few will ever find it. The gateway to God's kingdom is narrow, it's small, it's not wide. Those are the adjectives that defy the, describe the way to God's kingdom. And then the adjectives that describe the way to hell <laughs> is broad. Many choose that way. And so this was one of those, those scriptures that I would take a look at and be like, so what does that mean? <laughs> if the way to hell is broad, that means that like most people are on that path, right? So um, what does that mean for the world? And I knew what it meant, but it was just scary to think about what that meant. And so allow this to be a challenge to you that like, man, do I feel like I'm living the way that most people are? Or do I feel like I'm living the way that fewer people are? Like, in what ways is my life countercultural? In what ways would the world look at my life and be like, yeah, no, nah, that don't make sense? Because we we often refer to the kingdom of God as an upside down kingdom, right? Even for some of us as disciples that get comfortable, does your life still look different? Or have you in the busyness of life just started to fit the mold? How do people see Christ in you and how you treat them at work and how you take time and how you're gracious and how you again choose to forgive just in how you move different that makes somebody go mm, when they invite you to something and perhaps you can't make it because of this this other commitment that you got the way that you talk about how you take a sabbath rest i'm guilty of that one you know things that are just different and when you move in like this you don't have to proclaim from the rooftops because people who are in the world are going to look at you and notice, okay, that's a little different from something that I'm used to. So you ain't got to try so hard because when you're truly walking the narrow way, it's so different from how people are used to living that something's going to catch their attention. Anyway, it's going to speak for you. All right, let's move on. Moving up again to Matthew 7. And this time we're in verses seven through eight. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Man, the message here is keep on. The message here is ask, seek, knock, pursue be persistent because if you do there is a guarantee for everyone who acts receives and everyone who seeks fine who seeks finds some passages say ask and keep on asking seek and keep on seeking so again the bible is encouraging us to be persistent stop giving up when you don't get your way 
Okay. Stop giving up when he don't answer it in the way that you wanted him to answer it or in the timing that he wanted you, um, or in the timing that you wanted him to answer it in, baby, you got to be persistent. You got to exercise that muscle. We in this thing for the long haul. This is a marathon, not a sprint to finish this race. Well, stop it. (laughs) Stop getting annoyed because you don't get your way and throwing tantrums and going back to your old ways. You And you still go end up back here where the Lord is still going to have to be the one to come through. So why not just keep walking and making the progress instead of constantly having to start over to get it right, right? Keep going like you know that you know that you know that this is the way because it is. And stop allowing Satan to lure you back in with these pretty distractions that honestly just keep wasting your time. They always lead back to the same place of regret, same place of shame, and you feeling like you need to be doing something different. So choose today. What's the one thing that I can do to take the next step in the direction that I'm trying to go? Stop getting played, sis. Stop getting played and wise up to Satan's schemes because there are women that are waiting on you to tap in. Bro, there are men that are waiting on you to tap in. So stay on the narrow road. Ask and keep on asking. Be persistent. Refuse to give up. Press in because something is on the other side. So tap in. Tap in with the community. We'd love to have you join our email list. We'd love to have you join us for Bible study. We'd love to have you hop into our Facebook group, get discipled through coaching. Wherever you're at on your journey, we're we're literally here to help you fill in the gap in any spiritual voice that may exist. Will you allow us to do that? Will you allow us to partner with you to help you get to that next level? The next session, um, next week, we're going to chat through some quick tips for how to walk this out. Now that we've looked at some scriptures that can really ground us in sobriety and in truth and in what this thing should look like biblically and some even some warnings biblically, we're going to get into some of those practicals of, of, okay, show now what can I do to actually be moving in this direction? If you are a mature disciple and and you have anything to add to this, given your testimony and where you've come from, we'd love to hear from you as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, drop in the comments, you know, uh, what are some, some scriptures that have hit home for you as you've walked this thing out and really gotten serious about your relationship with Christ? Because just like our Kelly, time's up. <laughs> Until next time, folks, I'm out. Bye, y'all. Hey, girl, hey. If you enjoyed today's episode, sis, chances are there are other women just like you who would enjoy it too. But they won't know about it unless we actually tell them, okay? So if you don't mind helping me spread the word, will you take 30 seconds to leave a review of the show and then screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you like to hang out? It really would mean so much to me. All right, go and review those journal notes. I'll meet you back here next week for another session.